0: Here's the situation, Rush. You are back as the thawed expert on 1990s pop culture from the future. Okay. And they have some questions about some song lyrics uh, when I was in
1: college. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski, And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And TJ, this week's theme is college collage. It is indeed. Uh, and so... Whatever that means, that's what we're going to go into, some college stuff, some collage stuff, maybe some collages about colleges <laughs> right. or what have you, but I will uh, not waste any further time other than to say, you've never heard the situations I'm going to give you. Correct. I've never heard the ones you're going to give me. You have not. And the listeners have never heard either. Oh,
0: that's, I no. never thought about that. They, yeah. These guys are all getting it for the first time. Very huh? rare that I
1: correctly refer to them as listeners. <laughs> yeah, you got readers it. readers or viewers <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Okay, TJ, here's the situation. All right. I'm going to call this the Family Feud Faker. Because here's the problem is your job is you got to call 100 people on a bunch of different questions and ask them survey questions for Family Feud. Okay. For anyone that's never seen Family Feud, it's a game show. (laughs) Where you been? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But anyway, they call around, they survey 100 people, and then they ask them a bunch of questions, and then people have to guess the most popular answers.
0: For for those who haven't seen it, it's like um, card sharks, but with more answers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And if you haven't seen card sharks, <laughs> good, where you been? Good, good on you. Where you been? I love card sharks. Don't, don't <laughs> oh, you dare. It's the worst. Don't you dare. We, uh, Higher. This will be a brawl. I Lower.
0: When we do a game show. Guys. Freeze right there. <laughs> yeah. With your eight. Freeze on the. Oh, no, don't. Yeah, don't freeze. On
1: the, replace that eight. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, so this one's the family feud faker. So here's here's okay. the situation. Right? Is you are a. Uh, employee of Family family Feud, you are the one who actually calls around and asks the people and records the data for the survey. Mm -hmm. Only the thing is, TJ, you didn't do your job. No, boy. You blew it off. And so what you got to do is you just got to come up with the (laughs) answers on your own. I'm going to give you the thing and you're going to give me... In order. uh, Yeah, you're going to give me the answers and how many people said each of them, right? Okay. So it's going to add up to a little less than 100 every time, right? And it'll be... just the way.
0: Will you tell me how many answers there I will. are? Okay, I will. <laughs> oh my. But and and you
1: again, you've got to like you're just you're just faking it and sending it. Yep. In, it's Family Feud right. fraud is what's happening. Okay, so they're like, all right, uh, we surveyed 100 people. Yeah. A lot of people say yeah. college is the best four years of your life. Right. Well, we surveyed 100 people and asked, what age were you when you experienced the best four years of your life? Top five answers on the board. Go. Number one answer is 8 years old. 8 so 8 to 11.
0: Uh yeah. Eight. That was number one answer.
1: Okay. How many people said that? Uh f- f- 38. 38. Yeah, 38 people said that. All right. What's what are the other top 5 answers on the board? 25
0: to 28. Eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh 22 people said that. Okay. Um uh, uh, fourteen, fourteen people said uh twenty to twenty three. Okay, I'm sorry, it said twenty one to twenty
1: four. Twenty one to twenty four.
0: Yeah, um, and then uh eight people said twelve to fifteen. Okay, and uh, and then the uh thirty to thirty three was seven
1: people. All right, so basically you've got a big collection, in your um, and you're like youth. There's no way that (laughs) that junior high was uh, hit that board. I got to tell you that, and I I got to think 19 to 22 uh, for college is going to be much higher there. So you you currently are under some scrutiny, really? Yeah, because they're like that seems wrong. What does that
0: add up to? 60, 74. And fifteen eighty nine. That's not I, bad. Did alright yeah, on, fa- did, fa- did right fa- on
1: my numbers. <laughs> on that level of the fraud. But people are confused. They're also like, "Wasn't a great question with the four year ranges." Uh, they say, "Okay."
0: It, what what it opened to me, and I wanted to avoid, was some overlap. Overlap. Yeah, yeah, I tried to get around overlap. So
1: yeah, I yeah, I didn't really you know think that went through <laughs> when I had the question. But anyway, uh, that was the one to get us into there. College sure. tying into college. All right. Whew. So uh, you know Richard Dawson or. Yeah. Ray Combs or whoever Dawson. says to you, you know, Steve Harvey's like, he's shaking his head. Harvey's shaking his head no. if you already.
0: If it was Dawson, he'd give me a big kiss and say, great job, kid. Yeah, Next yeah. one.
1: Be, uh, grab, the, uh, <laughs> gra- grab the sucker out of the, yeah. uh, <laughs> So he says, uh, next up, he says, we asked 100 people, what is your most hated pro sports franchise? Top six answers on the board. Mm-hmm. What are they?
0: Uh, first answer is New York Yankees.
1: Okay. How many people? 35. Show me Yankees 35 all right number one answer uh
0: New England Patriots come up second yep on the on the board uh that's uh 26 okay uh next up how many how many top, how many answers top six answers oh, on top the board six. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, so far, I think you're doing great on this one. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: uh, the Red Sox come up next. Okay, Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Um, down to uh, twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yep. And then the uh, the Raiders, the Los Angeles oh, Raiders. Oh, okay, the old Oakland up. Raiders. Yeah. Right. Uh, Currently, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. That's uh, that's nine. Okay. Uh, the Detroit Pistons come up after that. Um. interesting six all right. all right and we got one more on the board uh the montreal canadiens oh wow because <laughs> uh and there's that's four okay four uh, yeah. so what's that add up to oh boy <laughs> 61 73 82 92
1: 92 so this time steve harvey's looking at you being like really 92 percent came up with just six answers. That seems a little oh yeah. I would have expected something closer to like an eighty three, eighty four there. I do like uh Yankees and Patriots one, two. I think you're missing the Lakers. Yeah. Like a lot of people I hate, sure hate the Lakers.
0: But it's you know, it's in LA we surveyed a hundred people in LA. Mm, yeah, you interesting. Know? Yeah, right where we shoot, it's I all, all local. Calls. Who are the four
1: guys that just can't stand those Canadians? Out oh, there? They, they, we didn't have
0: many hockey fans, <laughs> but but all the ones we talked to hated the hated the every one of hated them. the Habs
1: hard hard hit on the <laughs> basically irrelevant for decades <laughs> of Montreal they really
0: didn't like the habitant. You know, it was like it was basically on the uh, the Yankees of hockey argument that like you know all that success for a long time they just don't like them you know yeah
1: it's been a while though. yeah it's it was L- a all la king's fans <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right it says uh, all right so so far you've kept your job you, oh, you really boy. bounced back on that i one. did the okay good. question was pretty bad by me and the next one says we surveyed 100 people uh-huh. you're doing a meat draft oh. with eight people what what pick does euro meat go <laughs> what pick <gasps> top Wait a minute! <laughs> Top five answers on the board.
0: Top five answers on the board. Yeah. To where does where does
1: Euro Meat get picked in an eight person draft? Yeah. And I'm sorry if you didn't hear our Meat Draft episode, but on it, you uh, there's there's a kind of a fantasy draft for meat. You got you got uh, four rounds, eight picks each round, and it's for those four meats that you pick over the four rounds are the only meats you get the rest of your life infamously euro meat was the seventh pick in yep. that which people everyone thought was crazy yeah but if you survey 100 people where does euro meat go okay. in a meat draft
0: here's here's the top five answers on the board yeah top answer eight. eighth eighth no way wait a minute in the there's in the question it's what is like one two three four five six seven eight right there's no, only eight no, no, places no, it no, can no, go no, i'm sorry oh
1: uh it's This has got – it's an eight-player meet draft. Yeah. Assume there's 100 rounds. Oh, okay. So it could go anywhere up to the 800th pick. Oh, God.
0: All right. Um, then then the answer, number one answer is 800th.
1: Okay. <laughs> it is not eight
0: hundred. Yeah, 800th, and 80 people say that. Uh, the next answer is 799th. Six people say that. The next answer is 798th. Five people say that. Seven hundred ninety seventh, four people say that. 796, ninety sixth, three people say that.
1: Nah, yeah, you probably gonna yeah. Get fired.
0: Two two people left. Two people, we don't get that far. Two people said number four, <laughs> and one person had it at seven, and that's the, <laughs> and that's a hundred. <laughs> All right, well, there
1: you go. All right, so family food faking, family. F- uh, well, I had the job faking. for a day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, Rush. Let's see. Uh, okay, this one. This one might be. I mean, maybe this one's a little bit of a, a, a thinker, but we'll get into it. So here's the situation, Rush. I'd like you to look at your life as though it's been one forty-year college career. So your your life is a college career. Okay. Cool. Let's lay that metaphor over it, and I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions then about about your your college career. Um, in this 40 year, this 40 year span of span of time, um, what would you say was your major?
1: So my, my,
0: your life life is a
1: a 40 years of college.
0: Yeah. Um, am I, am I clear on that? If as a, does that make enough sense? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. I think so. And you can be as abstract with this as you as you would like, if if you if you if you want, if you don't want it to follow like an actual like academic category. Um,
1: right, right. I think my major is going to be probably something that's like logic. Okay. I mean, I'm just trying to think of something that ties together, like ultimately my career, which is law. Um, I'm a litigator, so I'm putting forward arguments, telling stories, but also trying to put together arguments in uh, logical ways to create uh, create stories where, where the judge says, there's really only one way I can answer this question. Gotcha. Similarly, you know, I have, I mean, I was an English major, actually, so, but I didn't want to say that because that doesn't feel like, mm. even though I read a fair amount and so forth and so on. But I think that that both ties to my actual profession and kind of my love of games, which I think, you know, logic takes a big part of. Analysis? Analysis maybe is maybe maybe even better. Um, You know, strategy could be another Uh one. Like I major, maybe in my life I've majored in strategy, but I didn't kind of want to say that because that makes it sound like I'm a general or something. (laughs) Certainly not. How about uh, your minor? What would you
0: say your minor is?
1: Probably... Probably the same as uh, as college, minor in theater. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know? and I and, and it would be a little broader because it would in, involve not just theater and and improv comedy and but also kind of my love of watching movies and games and other things like that. I, I probably a double minor in sports okay. and in uh, theater.
0: Um, and in and now in this this college career that has been your life, what are the names of a few of the courses that you felt like you got the most out of? Oh.
1: Well, that's a great question. I would say one course that I that I certainly got a lot out of was that a, a class in kind of understanding why you're why you're doing what you're doing and it, it's like a, a class that was like um kind of uh like Love versus career, something okay. like that. And Motivations four oh three. <laughs> I don't know what the name of it would be exactly. I'm I'm just I mean, I'm really trying to give like the best answers here instead of just go quickly, so I'm I'm doing terribly. <laughs> You're doing great. But I I think like a, a key life lesson that I learned was I I decided, you know, to go to law school. That was one of the biggest inflection points of my life, right? I was considering either move to L A, uh, cons- continue to pursue improv in Chicago or go to law school, and the biggest lesson I think I learned out of all of that was that when I came back, I still did improv and enjoyed it as much or as or more than I had ahead of time, and I learned that I didn't I didn't need comedy to be my career. I just needed it to be part of my life. Gotcha. And and <clears throat> comedy then kind of got replaced by a creative outlet. So I didn't need to be, I didn't need for my career to be in the like creative arts, but I needed the creative arts to be part of my life. Great. So that was an important class that I learned a lot from. Um, A a really important class that I, that I learned from was I took multiple classes. I took leadership 101, 201, 301, 401 and learned from a bunch of really good leaders in different areas and I don't know that that made me necessarily a good leader, but at least it gave me opportunities to see people in different fields who were excellent in those different fields and had very different approaches. And I learned that... Good leadership faculty at this college yes, of your your life college. Yeah, for sure. And you learn... You, you It's important that you not just take from one of the professors in leadership, because if you do, you will become inaccurately, you will believe that there is really only one path towards being a good leader instead of seeing that there are multiple people that approach it from different angles and that there's no kind of one right way. And so some of my biggest influences, it was important for me to learn that I needed to be able to disagree with them on certain points. If you find yourself agreeing with somebody on everything and how they go about everything and that it's always the right approach, that's going to lead to uh pigeonholed thinking. Too narrow mean, and,
0: a disciplehood of that.
1: Yes. So it was great for me that that I had so so many different good professors uh, in that regard. I would say another class that was especially helpful for me was a class in um in in basically like <laughs> Trying, I don't know how. I mean, again, these aren't like real school subjects. So I don't know if I'm answering it the <laughs> you're way you're doing you want perfect. Me to you're perfect. Answer it. But the, I think it was very important for me. I think, I think I've think i had two kind of major flaws, personality flaws. I mean, I have a lot of personality flaws, but like two kind of dominant ones in my life. And, and one is that I'm selfish. And I think that that one is something that I'll always like fight with. But when I was younger, I, I had a big problem that, that manifested in a lot of ways that, you know, negatively impacted my life, which is I was too worried about being cool. Yeah. I was too worried I about it. being popular. And, and I grew up with an odd skill set because I was um, I, I was smart. I was funny. I was a good athlete. And but I was I was I wasn't like good looking. And I was also never I was never cool. In the sense that I was never like chill. I was never aloof. I hear you. I always tried too hard,
0: <clears throat>
1: but I was interested in being popular and I was cool in the sense that I was not unpopular. Yeah. Right. And that caused me to miss all sorts of opportunities. It caused me to, you know, treat people worse than I should have for no reason. It caused me to, um, stress out about things that I shouldn't have. And I, I, I learned slowly through college and I think it really helped like, you know, the classic things of like diversity of thought and opinion and everything was really critical for me. Um, but I remember in actual college, I, I loved in high school watching whose line is it anyway? And then I went and saw like our college improv group and I thought they were great. And then I, I didn't want to audition for it because I thought it was not cool to do it. Okay. And I went, I, I was in a, a storytelling class, a theater class, which was an awesome <laughs> class with a great teacher named Jack Claff that I loved. And there was a guy in the improv group and he was basically like, you got to go do it. You got to go audition. So I auditioned and there were a lot of people that auditioned. And I think pr- probably because I was naturally pretty funny and partly because I had watched a lot of whose lines. So anyway, I was pretty good. And I, you know, I there were sixty or seventy people auditioned and they they picked three of us. That's a lot. Jesus. Yeah. And so I uh and then I was like, Well, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Cause it's not cool. <laughs> and so they they came to tell me, they called me to tell me, and then they're like, We're gonna pick you up in an hour or whatever. And I was like, Well, I'm not I'm not gonna do it. And my roommate, this guy, James McGilvery, who um who I I really you know, he's one, just one of those guys that's like it was a great it's a great friendship at that at that time. I, I'm not really in touch with him anymore, but he was he was just kind of like he was really immature in some ways and really wise in some ways <laughs> in the way that only like your college roommate can be. you know? And uh, and he was like, Rush, what are you doing? Like you're you like you just auditioned and beat out like 60 something people. You like it. Just like fucking do it. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I mean, that's pretty reasonable. And I did that and that was a total, it was a complete life change. I mean, (laughs) of, of every conversation in my life, that may be the most important one I ever had. Wow. Because without that, I certainly would never have lived in Chicago, you know, at all. And now I've lived here for 20 years. Um, And, uh, you know, it was a life changing uh, decision. So, I don't know exactly how I would describe that class, right, but it's a class about like kind of maybe it's like understanding your own weaknesses in order to overcome them
0: and you may have the last question in this in this uh situation is um and you may have started to move into this, but what course uh if any, did you just fail
1: oh um, <laughs> i there were a few probably. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I the most obvious thing you would point to would be like well you're 42 and you're single and you're probably more likely than not like never get married right and so I mean I, there was something there that I didn't do right because I, I'm not I, I'm not a person who like. Like I don't know whether I would want to get married or not. I still think you're gonna. Uh, but I, I see. I honestly don't know that I want to, and I think I probably don't. But I still think you're gonna. Okay. But I, I think that. But whether clear, you want to or not. Yeah. Well, you know, like in, there's some countries see, I could end up. in. But uh, yeah, I don't know how it like. Uh, but I there was something I failed in that in that regard, you know, and it was probably it was probably. Uh, something in in the ways of again getting back to like my 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 biggest problem which i think is that you know i'm too selfish and i think that i uh you know i i i was unwilling to be i i don't know i was i was unwilling to to reach out and um engage in certain certain things in life. And that and and now i'm going much broader than just like oh meeting somebody and getting married but I think that um, there were a couple of like I mean there were major failures that I had, but I wouldn't say that like they they were overall a failure. Like I, I I wanted to do I wanted to be a better runner than I was. Like I was very successful as a runner, and then I just couldn't stay healthy. And I, I the end of my high school career was nothing close to the promise that I showed as, as a as a young high schooler, where I was one of the best you know, probably freshman in, in the region, if not the country and ended up, you know, kind of an average, not an average, but I, not, not great, you yeah. know? And then, you know, obviously um, I didn't, I didn't end up like making a career out of comedy. Although again, I just didn't, I don't really view that. I mean, yeah, I failed in that, in that pursuit, but I didn't.
0: Only because you succeeded in another one. Right. Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I to me, that's not like, yes, it's a failure, but it, I don't look back and it's not a regret. Yeah, you know what I mean? I so you, you can have a right. failure that's not a regret. Like, I wish that I would have done better <clears throat> as a senior, as a runner. But, you know, I don't think there's that much I could have done all that differently. I just kept getting hurt. Um, and but I, I do think like I've done well with like friendships. You, you know what? Like the, the answer, the, the the obvious answer that I've just missed is the, the I, I failed like you know, physical education, like, uh, you know, body and health, <laughs> like, like five Oh five Oh one. I did great on the physical education stuff for 101, 201, whatever. But then when it was like, Hey, here's how you should like eat and, uh, and behave as a, as an adult human being. So that you're not like, I mean, I was like underweight for my first 20 out of my first 22 years. And then have been overweight for probably seventeen of the next twenty, so that that would be my biggest failure.
0: All right, thank you, man. That wasn't, that wasn't easy.
1: That wasn't no, easy. I struggled with that one. And That's all right though. That's good. I think that the think audience, that means the it's audience a good will question. pay. <laughs> uh, uh, TJ, yes. Here's the situation. All right, a lady wizard <laughs> named Katie, okay, <laughs> comes to you and says. You just asked me about my life as college. I'm going to ask you a little bit about college as a part of your life. Okay. Okay. So this lady wizard comes to you and says, now, you you enrolled at Syracuse University. I did. Okay. And how old were you at the time you uh,
0: I turned 17 the day, my first day of college.
1: And how long were you at Syracuse University?
0: Four and one half years. Okay.
1: And you graduated- At uh, basically 21 and a half?
0: 21, yep. Turned turned 21 in the start of my
1: fifth year, basically. And then went straight to Chicago from there? Um, I
0: graduated in December of 92, and I moved to Chicago in October of 93.
1: Okay. So uh, this lady wizard says to you, I am going to give you this opportunity. Mm. You today can write a letter to T.J. Jagodowski, that he will receive an open on his 17th birthday mm-hmm. as he begins college at Syracuse University. Yeah. Um, you can write whatever you would like. You can't tell him it's from future you, though. You instead are going to choose someone that the letter comes from, so that 17-year-old T.J. believes the letter is being provided to him by this person. Okay. Who do you choose to hand? Uh, to to give a letter to TJ, and what if anything do you choose to write to you yourself at seventeen years old, just as you're uh, ready to embark into college? Okay, um,
0: the letter, man. Say, so I, my my preference would have been almost like I'm gonna. Get, I'm trying to think of who in my life had the biggest sway over me at that point, and certainly you know certainly my mom and dad did but like like any 16 17 year old i don't want to hear yeah you know i don't want to hear anything from them um uh my friend my best friend was uh sean the kid Kane. um and also like i don't think this message would have had a similar like word of god feel to it if it came from sean and i think i want a little a little heat on this message because right. I am going to choose to write it, and I want to listen to this because I think I have some important shit to say. Um
1: Yeah, if it comes from him, it's not going to feel like oh, here are words of wisdom from a relative. Elder. Yeah,
0: I could I choose to get it in the mail with no return address? Nope, mm. it's got to
1: be from somebody so that
0: can I choose the mailman? Yeah, if you want it to be the mailman, <laughs> be the mailman. I think you're going to ignore the uh, mailman. You know who I'm going to choose? There was a very nice the next our next door neighbors were the O'Neills and it was Mr. and Mrs. O'Neill, Ed and Kay, and uh and their son Ned and and Katie and there there was you know uh, Winnie and some the, some sisters Peggy, I think too. But like Mr. O'Neill would just kind of lean over our fence sometimes and just he was kinda like the sort of like, Hey kid, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh playing. like that yeah, looks like a good time. For whatever reason, I'm gonna choose to have Mr. O'Neill, our next door neighbor, to just say like, hey, before you head off to school, here.
1: Here's a letter. And you think you would have read that and- been willing to pay attention
0: to i think i would first of all it would have just been weird because mr o'neill would you know never was like let me tell you how this go you know or so i think i would have been really intrigued okay and i also always thought of him as a very kind man and he was older so i think it would it would have felt if he handed something to me like hey this is probably wisdom because he was he was he was older and i knew him like every day of my life since I was like three or four years old, so it also like he'd have a familiarity with with me. Okay, um, wow, and he had kids good. that went through school and all that. You know, he had older daughters and you know stuff like that.
1: So now I want you to think about, and then you know you don't have to give me every word of it, but as yep. best you can, what you're going to write in that letter that comes from Mr. O'Neill to you, while you think about it. I, I I didn't I didn't write my letter to myself, and we've already heard more than enough about me.
0: But <laughs> I had a scenario where you would talk to your Oh, really? i'm yeah I'm not gonna do it anymore
1: um but the person the listener
0: submitted one just made its way into the nice. lineup tonight there
1: we go <laughs> but the the person that I would have used would either have been um a teacher that I liked who i thought was you know a little younger and a little kind of cooler yep. but also had enough uh inf- inf- influence over me that i I might have paid attention yeah but i i kind of came and centered on uh, a guy that I didn't know that well, but I I really respected and liked, who was a senior when I was a freshman in high school, and then he was a senior when I was a freshman gotcha. in college. Yeah. And I thought if I got a letter from him, you know, that's that's him on his first day of his senior year, saying, right. "Hey, here's some stuff that I've learned over this time." Then I might listen to that.
0: It, it's weird because, like, I think for some reason, like not knowing them very well gives the, gives the letter a little bit of like a mystical power. Cause I also chose someone who like, it wasn't like someone I hung out with every day or, you know, but there was, there was a little bit of like, Whoa, this is out of the ordinary that might give it some extra like yeah. oomph.
1: Right. Well, also like, I mean, if I, if I said my dad, yeah right I mean, my dad already gave me yeah. in his own <laughs> way, like his thoughts and advice on kind of how to handle college, yeah. you know? And so if I got this letter, I'd be like, all right, I, you know, I kind of heard it. I kind of know. Yeah, but if it's from somebody else, I'd be like, "Huh?" And like you said, oh, they took the time to write me. Interesting. But anyway, yeah. What is your letter to yourself? Well, delivered by Mister w- O'Neill.
0: Here, here's some of the major points. I, I won't like kind of word it out, but like one of them would like be like, "Hey, kid, for real, I'm not messing around. Be be wary of the booze. It." <laughs> It don't go well in the end. Um, um, uh, I would say like it would also say what I believe about my college career and maybe because it was academically unspectacular. um, the, The real value of of a lot of the real value of what's going on in here is going to be the people you meet how you treat them, how your world is widened. My hometown was pretty homogenous. There was a lot of dudes that looked and acted very similar, very similar to me. And it wasn't until college that I was really exposed to um, artists, artists who like in the best way, looked and acted like artists they did odd things and had there was a a, a, this fellow brian leiser who went by the name fast who ended up in a musical group called fun love and criminals and fast had you know redo recolor his mohawk every two weeks it was pink it was purple it was light blue it was like i'd never been around a guy like this didn't have
1: the no the uh, chameleon mohawk
0: yeah he'd walk around he was a trumpet major he would (laughs) and he would walk around playing like you know, like the theme to the Godfather just walking down the hall on his oh, on nice. his trumpet. Good. Like I'd never been around a guy like that. And and he was great, <laughs> you know, and it been and, and, and I came as, from a town full of godfather I, yeah. trumpeters, my man I'd never and seen a guy without him. Cloistered as I was, it's uh that's the 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 wrong word, I probably would not have sought out his company if not for the fact that we shared a floor and right. you know, and like and I got to find out like what a cool and interesting guy he was and um and, and so like, kid, the true value of this is going to be the people, the friendships you make and the way you expand your, your horizons to different and new ideas and exciting things and, and, and stay curious with that. You know, yeah. um, I would have also, you know, in the letter would also be like, as long as you're there, go ahead and go to goddamn class, you know, <laughs> like, cause you've been, you, you, even though you're young and you might not be ready for this, this is a good time to learn how to get to bed on time, how to, you know, like feed yourself the right stuff and just get your ass up in the morning. 90% of life is going to be showing up and, and you not showing up for this is going to show. Um, and, and, and that would have been, that would have been really, really truthful. Um, I also would have said like, Hey, you know what? Um, and this, and this would have Been equally apropos, uh, you know, earlier in life and later in life. Like, go ahead and ask the prettiest girl out. Mm. Just go ahead and do it. Like, you, you, there's, there's, don't cap yourself internally. Let, let the world tell you what your where your top is. You don't, you don't have to set that for for yourself. You know, like, go ahead, go ahead and 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 grab at that. Um, and that would be the general
1: gist of it, I guess. I like. Then you're walking by Mr. O'Neill <laughs> later, and he's like, got his arm around his wife. He's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. a lovely lady, yeah. right? A lovely yeah. lady. Look, Who would have thought I'd ever?
0: Yeah. Uh...
1: <laughs> I didn't put a cap on myself. <laughs>
0: no. Uh, so that would be the gist. Good. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's right. Yeah. I don't know if I
1: would have listened. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, like, even funny. from Mr. O'Neill, I, I don't think, think I, I don't think did, I would have. Yeah. I
1: might even not write myself the letter because. You know, one of the things was somebody told me, I don't remember who, but somebody was like, hey, one thing you got to do while you're at Princeton is take advantage of the fact that there are these like speeches and other things oh, yeah, and panels right. going on on like a weekly basis that are opportunities you're never really going to have again for years and yeah. years and years if ever. World-renowned yeah, people coming just to again. hear about yeah. like totally different stuff. Right. Like interesting things all the time. Take advantage mm. of the stuff that's available. And I was like, yeah, all right. right. <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I, I hardly ever did that. Like, it would be like if Conan O'Brien was in town, yeah. although he wasn't, I guess he was big <laughs> enough by then. I, I'd go see that, but I wouldn't, you know, I, I could have taken more advantage. So someone told me to do that. Yeah. I said, not gonna do it, and then I regret it later. Right? Yeah, you, Actually, I mean, you're never that was good advice.
0: You you never you never get the message until you're ready to hear it. But like right. on the opposite side, your roommate James said, "Get your ass over there," and you were ready for that for that message That's at right. the time. You know, like so there must yeah. have been something in in you that was prepared. Oh, well, college, to, to hear that, you know,
1: college was very. I mean, look in in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, you're immature in college, and it reinforced some of my 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 flaws and so forth. But also like. Uh, it definitely did help me break out of certain things and grow a ton as a yeah. person having been there. And, you know, I changed, I mean, I, I dramatically changed a lot of my views about life. And then it took even, it took several more years to really turn into kind of, kind of how I think about things now, but right. that was, that was part of my overall process to get there. Um And that's, that's not a knock. I'm not casting any aspersions on my, like, on Atlanta, Georgia, and how I grew up, right. and everything else—that was all fine. But it was, it was important. I, I just think it's, uh, generally speaking, important to get a lot of different perspectives and to have your preconceptions tested. Challenge, yeah, Without challenged, that, yeah. Yeah. and to actually listen to those challenges. Um, you know, I, I have many specific instances that were like learning moments in college. Um, and some of them sunk in and some of them didn't, and some of them I pushed hard against at the time and later realized, oh, okay, you, you should have learned from that. But, uh, like you said, you're, you're ready. You're, you're not going to hear the message until yeah. you're ready for it, but it can also prime the pump to make it to where you're going to be ready. <laughs> right, more right. The
0: next time you hear <laughs> All right, Rush, Here, here's one. Let's see how this works. Um, collage. The art form has been around for centuries, but it was popularized and modernized by Picasso and uh, I think if I pronounce it right, it's Georges Braque. But anyone who has gone through grammar school has made one. um, And they also are popular in like self-help as vision boards and with kidnappers who write write messages. Yes. Um, So here's the situation. You have been appointed to the Board of Exclusive Artistic Rights. Okay. All right, or BEAR. Bear takes an artistic style like collage and gives a group exclusive rights to it. Okay. Okay. So before we move on, Reg, uh, which group uh, gets exclu- exclusive rights to collage from the ones that we've mentioned? Find artists, grammar school kids, uh, kidnappers, or uh, self-help
1: vision boardists? I'm going to say uh, elementary school kids. Okay,
0: great. So I'm going to give you just a-, a couple other ones, and you will give exclusive rights to uh, to uh, a particular group to work in this artistic medium great ready paper mache
1: uh (laughs) (laughs) i mean i hate to do it but we're we're back with the elementary school all right i don't like paper mache Mm -hmm. i didn't care for it when i had to do it i don't I, I wouldn't go to an, an exhibit of it. Yep. So I'd rather just stick it with the kids and be like, do your thing. It's not my, I, I never like paper.
0: <laughs> I'm not even going to put diorama on this list. Cause I know where, I know where it lands. Ooh, well, All no, right, go ahead. No, diorama. No, 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 no. Then.
1: I can do diorama. I think diorama is the work of historical societies, right? Oh, okay. So yeah. I think you can get great dioramas that can be, um, uh, that can be set at various, like, like I said, historical locations and historical societies who can say, ah, Look, we can't recreate. So one of the great things I've ever done was uh, I, I bought this like little book that showed the Roman Forum how it actually was at its heyday. Okay, when I then walked through it, and you know, for kind of a visual—I don't know if I'm a visual learner, but but for whatever reason, that really helped me to get into it. Because when I was just walking around, I'm like, "This is really cool. This is really old ruins," but I couldn't visualize like. Here, here's what the forum looked like. But now with that book, I could. Okay. And I spent hours in there just like, you know, lining it all up. And it, similarly, I think I've seen places where you can't like, you can't just rebuild the forum and be like, oh, that's the forum. But if you had like dioramas to show, here's what it used to be like. And here's what, here's where it was all set up and everything. So you can have these small historical models. Okay. I think that could be super helpful uh, for people, learning. I
0: thought you were laying that in the grammar school. You're going to take no. it, rip it from the grammar school kids and give it to historical no. society. And, and...
1: and I thought I had to stick with your four for the first <laughs> one. Because if if I'm giving collages to anybody, I'm going to give collages to people trying to solve like murders, okay. you know, where they have like all oh, okay, those great. like photos tacked on the board. Oh, okay, and the sure. string, You know, and, and they're like, <laughs> as they're like doing a crime Perfect. investigation. Perfect.
0: Um, how about like neon, neon light art?
1: Oh. or working in neon I said yeah. we will put it that way I think I'm going to leave that to uh you know <coughs> like <coughs> bars okay <laughs> you know yeah. I think they're allowed to uh most of the time that I'm enjoying I mean maybe like gaming companies right? for all the casino <laughs> stuff but um yeah I I think like that's more functional than than artistic most of the time to me How about watercolor Oh, well my mom loves to do watercolors. Um the so home artist? I'm going to leave it to the to the home artist. Okay, yeah.
0: but adult, not uh it seems like no. any time
1: kids get a hand on it just ends up a, 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 a muddy a muddy mess. Watercolors a a tricky one, uh-huh. you know, to do yeah. because of obviously the running uh of it, but uh yeah, my mom is is great at it and it's funny you called the home artist because the thing that she did was she would paint pictures of other people's homes. Okay and they would buy those and then they would make stationery. so she i don't know she probably did 20 30 people's homes and they would it was cool because you would have your stationery would be my mom's watercolor painting of your home and then you know obviously it opens up and it's like oh from the Jagodowski's, you know yeah and
0: my buddy jeff who was a fine artist did that as well it was a pen and ink drawing them with watercolor watercolor over it, it was great yeah. we have it hanging in our house to this day there you go. See, I think those are, I think those are cool. All right, Rush. In a slight sidebar to their normal function, the board is also giving certain groups of artists exclusive use of some imagery. Okay, um, like custom van painters are the only ones who can use ladies laying across a tiger, or tattoo artists <laughs> are the only ones allowed to use snakes wrapped around daggers. Okay. So Agreed.
1: I'm, Agreed on that
0: I'm going to give you a couple images, and you give me the artistic group that has exclusive rights to use these images. Okay. Cool. Uh, butterfly with rainbow-colored wings.
1: Uh, I'm going to say, um, like, people that embroider or, or bedazzle <laughs> jean jackets. Okay. <laughs> Phenomenal. So it's only—it's got to be jean jackets, <laughs> and you can either— Put a patch on there of a but, of, of such a butterfly, or make it out of uh, like those gems,
0: and maybe for girls too, right? Like, is there? Yeah, yeah anybody have yeah, yeah, boy or girl? I don't Far think. be it for me. You're right, yeah. but I meant like not like for forty year olds, maybe for like fifteen year olds or. But
1: I would prefer that we probably you know not a ton of forty year olds yep. wear them, but. Uh, you know again, if you you wear whatever you wanna wear, I feel
0: immediately like I overstepped i yeah. I'm not a member of bear, so I'm just gonna <laughs> i'm gonna stay out of it um here's the next one faces with crying eyes and the tears are washing away the rest of the
1: face Whew. um <laughs> I think uh I'm gonna leave that for uh horror video game designers, okay, so that can be like an image that uh pops <laughs> up uh as your character like goes into madness like in eternal darkness or something like that,
0: perfect, two more for you all right a record on a record player, but the record side is made of like space planets, galaxies
1: ooh, that's cool. that's cool. I want one of those <laughs> all right, so it's a record on a record player, but the record side is space and galaxies uh i I wanna um. What is it called? Like lithographs, like uh, the the kind of like bright color paintings. Um, I could see that being like a cool, like uh, like Lichtenstein type of uh, pop. Great, you know, like
0: pop art painting. Perfect. And the last one, metal helmeted guy riding a polar bear. Hmm.
1: Well, you know, I guess it's like his dark materials, but. Uh, <laughs> So I'll leave that to um, huh. fantasy artists. Okay. I'll be fantasy artist there. All right, good. I like to be in a member of Bear. Yeah, you were good at it. Okay. All right, TJ, uh, here's the situation. Hit me. Uh, my mom offers to paint you a nice collage of things of your in your life. Really? Uh, she did that for me, and she did that for my brother. I've got it. Uh, That's awful at, nice. at my house, great. It's done in watercolor. Great. You get eight things. At least I had eight things in mine. All right. And it's just kind of um, it's like it, there's a bunch of color to it, and then there are just symbols basically of different aspects of your life. Okay. Uh, and what are and you got to tell her, okay, Mrs. Howell, um. Here are the things that I would like you to put into my collage. Okay. Um, and you can give, you know, I had eight, but you can give up to eight. If you want less than eight, that's fine. What are you including? In?
0: I want something from baseball. Okay. Um, so maybe a, maybe a, a mitt, uh, maybe some, uh, as opposed to a ball, a mitt. Seems like it could have a deep leathery grain to it and some contours cool. and stuff. Um, I want something from theater that isn't theatrical. Gosh, do I hate the fucking crying and that's smiling. what i have on oh, my so i hate careful. it i hate it so much i'm sorry you picked that i didn't uh, pick
1: it she, she it doesn't matter well my my apologies to your mom then, yeah for for her selection of that.
0: yeah uh how about a bentwood chair uh oh cool that would that would be good or a curtain you know and uh, you know like a uh how
1: about both how about a a little thing that open uh, the curtains are pulled open and there's one chair with got a, little a chair in there all
0: right i like it um something something about beth um, I'm trying to think of something that would kind of encapsulate Beth without—I don't know—portraiture seems seems difficult. But if she had a picture of Beth in there, sure. then that would
1: be that would be really cool. Um, give me a dog. You could do like a figure of like a man and woman, like a silhouette getting married. Yeah, or something, something like
0: tasteful, that something tasteful like that. Um, we like we love going for walks. Maybe like. Maybe something like a couple walking, yeah, a silhouette like, of a
1: couple holding hands yeah. walking. Uh,
0: man, I love animals, so give me, Got I'm, a a, dog? I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna double dip. Give me a dog, okay. and then give me another animal. Okay, I like animals that much. I don't care. Grab bag, a, a, a calf. I'll take That's it. Be a grab bag. I'll
1: take. I'll take it. My mom has painted a lot of animals, so she's gonna love. That I love. Part of uh, it. Give
0: me. I don't want like just just run. Stay away from like the scorpions, yeah. you know. Like, give me, give me something with fuzz. Give me something with fuzz and a cute nose. Other than that, I'm not going to be, not going to be picky. Yeah,
1: I think scorpion was unlikely <laughs> that you were going to get that, but it, <laughs> we, we, we've made sure now.
0: And then um, I'm gonna do three more things. I'm not sure where I am with numbers. I might go over eight. Give me something that symbolizes my my hometown of Holyoke. Right. I love Holyoke. It is the birthplace of volleyball, but I don't have a real affinity for volleyball as much as I have.
1: You know what? Like no one will understand that either.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe City Hall in Holyoke. That's beautiful, or the canals, or or something, something like that. Okay. Um, Chicago's been an enormous part of of my life, and I would want something maybe atypically. Chicago Chicago in like not the L not you know not a building from Chicago but what is they typically it's it not like you know it's not like on a postcard Chicago in but it's Chicago in I don't know Lincoln if, Square maybe something a sure. like Lincoln Square that it's you got to know but if you know then it really gets you it really gets you in a good spot and oh what was the last thing oh hell give me uh something something that leans towards um cards or you know something like that give yes. me
1: a little gamble
0: yeah it? give me a, give me just a little a little peek of, Domino? Of, of the side yeah you know i do like i do like you know you know that held a little a little um little special spot for me but I I I so like the design of, of a deck of cards. So even if it's the back, yeah. you know, of like a bicycle card or a B B card, that's um cool. I think that would be that'd be really tough pretty. to
1: do uh, some of that detail in watercolor, but it'd be interesting. Yeah. To see
0: maybe if that was the maybe if that was the Ooh, background cool. and everything else could be
1: you know, like the curtain well, opens do- on a background of a card design. I was thinking you could maybe incorporate Chicago by putting in I don't know if you like this area, but my favorite like kind of when I think of Chicago, I always think of the, um, that where like, um, uh, North street uh, beach, basically like kind of jets out a little mm-hmm. bit oh, yeah, and then you've got the like cut in where the water cuts in yeah. and, and then you have all the great buildings right above yeah. it. And so even if you just took that and by watercolor had like, uh, you know, just two colors with the, with the blue of the water cutting in and that same pattern. So it, it's like a nod to Chicago without right. being overt right skyline chicago and then that's where you had you and beth walking or that's where you put something else Could another decent cool.
0: background is the city flag too you know if things yeah. were laid out so a lot of it would be covered you would probably only see one of the stars but you get the the you know the light blues in the back and then then the white background it's a great city flag it um, is. it's great yeah i think that's it i think that kind of gets me in a nutshell
1: there you go nice all right
0: all right rush here we go what do i have i have the original and this one left so, this rush is college in the fact that it's listeners submitted from a college friend of yours. Oh, great. Okay. And his name is James Stanford. Oh, nice. Yes. And so, this was very much, it felt very much up like your alley. All right. Um, so, I hope you enjoy, and I'm going to read it exactly as it was written, and we can tweak it if, if we want to um, along the way.
1: James Stanford, one of those guys, um, what did we talk about? In our holiday episode, where I just have like... I, I, I hung out with James like one time and it was kind of a weird situation when I was a freshman and he was a sophomore and I was like, all right, you know, and we were both kind of like at this, it was just like an odd gathering of people didn't, didn't know each other too well. And I was like, I kind of like that guy, but I didn't see him again for months and months and months. And then like, we went out and just had a great time. Like the first time we hung out and I was just like, you're my friend, that guy. <laughs> I mean, it was immediate for me I, and I, always, I I love that guy. I, well, I enjoyed,
0: I enjoyed reading this. I hope you like this one. Right. Um, so you both, he says, um, you both spent much of your 20s coming up in the Chicago improv scene. You were surrounded by a great crew of people with a lot of talent and were all taking big career risks and opportunity costs to take that shot. Now, let's say Pando were available at the time. Pando is a company that lets baseball players pool their risk so that if one player hits it real big, part of the winnings go to the other players who earn less money. The trick is figuring out who to pool risk with. You want to work with people who have a great shot at the big win and avoid the lower potential players who could be free riders. My question is, what criteria would you have put in place back in the day to select the improv talent you would want to pool your own Ah. risk with? And would that option have been attractive to you? Would it today for that matter?
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. So is panda that's a real thing?
0: I don't know. I I I took his word for it. It sounded it sounded like it was offered with real
1: authority, so okay. uh, yeah. Huh. So it's basically like a social insurance system whereby right. <laughs> I and and other people who all agree that we are worthy of taking some risk on go in the same way that we might if we all played in a poker tournament, and we all bought Twenty percent. I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the criteria that I would look for would have been, you know, pretty simple, and and that would just be, do I think you have something like special that makes me interested? Right. Uh And I don't. That that's just a know it when you see it type of thing. Right now. There, there would have been like demographic factors that I would have said if if I'm just actually trying to bet those markets. Like I would have trended towards the younger folks. They have, I think, a better shot. Mm -hmm. Like if you start improv at 35, and if you started at 20, the 20 year old has a better shot to uh, be financially successful. And I mean, and James has got it right here because if If you're in it for the money, right which again I thought like a key life lesson i i I came to was that I enjoyed it a lot more once I was not in it for the money, <laughs> which was not really money but it was like kind of the fame you know being able to to really make it right right but if you are in it for the money, it's gonna be a very few people are gonna hit very big and you need and you need one out of your group to do that yeah so so you wouldn't want to dilute too much right because um one of the people hitting really big might be enough to support five or six people, but you don't want to be in a group of 30. Yeah. Right. right. Um, So there were, there would be certain demographic things that you would look at Um, age, you know, certainly comes, comes to mind. Um, But I, you know, for me, it was always. And, 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 and I wasn't like a, a talent scout. Right. So I wasn't always correct in terms of, who, who did great or whatever, but I, I think there was a lot of luck to that. And I think some of the people mm-hmm. we've talked about like case clay, like I, I thought case clay was a right. special talent. Yep. And I think that had case clay not had the other opportunities in his life, mm-hmm. um, which I think he was wise to follow. I think like his career is super cool and interesting. And if you've never been to get to go to his horse farm in Kentucky, mm-hmm. it's well worth the trip. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think like I absolutely think there could have been a different world in which he was, you know, wildly yeah. uh, financially absolutely. successful via uh, comedic performance. So it would be things like that. Like and and usually it didn't take more than honestly two or three times like of seeing somebody. It, it was just kind of yeah. like immediate for me. Like, um, I mean, I was in I was in. What do they call it? Uh, Level one at I.O. with Jordan Peel. Mm-hmm. And I was right away like, this guy's great. Yeah, um, and I, you know, you know, I would have, I would certainly included him. You know, yeah. I mean, it, and it's not, I mean, it sounds like hindsight, and I can never prove that it wasn't, but like, I would have told you that, and I, I did tell people that then. I said this guy is absolutely going to be a star. Well, I guarantee.
0: think when I read this too, like one of my criteria, one of my criteria would have been like uniqueness. That if you could describe this person as like, oh, he's a lot like this other person, then I don't want. I don't want that person. And it was when when you know when we came through it was very white it was very our age it was very like similar there was a lot of people yeah. like us. Um so but for whatever reason like Jordan Jordan was unique in his voice, in his viewpoint, in his, you know, in his, um, point of view. Right. Um, and even someone like our friend, um, Jack was, there was no one like McBrayer. Yeah. He was, he was an individual and Jack happened to do very well, but even if he never did, he's the type of person I would have wanted to associate myself with because there was no one else like him for, for a variety of reasons. There was no one as sweet as Jack. There was no one as, you know, like um, as fun in, in a lot of ways, there was no one to do, you know, in in practical ways, there was no one who talked just like Jack. Yeah. I'm like,
1: no, I I certainly agree with that. And I think like, um, gosh, you know, non-white, non-male performers at that time, I think it was much harder to get into the scene. Mm -hmm. And then because the numbers were lower, it was probably then easier to be noticed once you were in the scene um, but that really, uh, that would not have been a big factor for me with Jordan. It would have been uh, just this talent, you know, yeah. that just that just jumped out at me. Yeah. And, and I didn't they, mean to make it no, sound course, that way. Of course it was not. Just like, I, know, I know you didn't. I just yeah. wanted to be clear, like, because I also think like you know, there's a guy like Joe Kelly, Brian Shortall, those guys I just thought were great immediately, and and I would have, uh, you know, I, I would I would so the, to the next part of the question, right? um w- would i have been willing to do that uh and and that's an interesting one because um you you know the the reason i'm going to say like i probably wouldn't have is is different than i think what you would think it would be right like in a vacuum yes i would mm-hmm. be willing to do that because i think it's just smart it's like good risk distribution sure. portfolio theory is a real thing it, like, that's how I invest. I think about my investments as I need to be in as many different asset classes as I can. I need to balance that such that I am most likely to weather various storms in, in any certain circumstance. Eggs like in one basket,
0: well. such and such. Right.
1: Yeah. And now in this particular one where it, it's it's different than my normal investment strategy, and it would be more like a venture capital style investment strategy where you're saying, I'm going to invest in ten things. And I'm going to put fifty thousand dollars in all of all ten of them, and eight of them are going to zero out. So I need two of them to hit, or I need one of them to hit crazy big, mm-hmm. and that's what this is going to be like. Because you know, there's not going to be that many people that 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 start in improv in Chicago between 1999 and 2002, <laughs> which is this period, who are going to be multimillionaires. And you know, uh, also it's kind of weird because I guess you. They're locked into some contract where they have to share that money going <laughs> yeah. forward. By the way, I look forward to the disputes you have around to that.
0: Report accurately and distribute yeah. evenly.
1: Yeah. So that's one reason you might not <laughs> want to do it, because that can probably turn weird and gross oh, yeah. too. Especially because when you're the guy who's like who didn't who didn't oh. make it financially and you're like, hey, I'm sorry, but you got to send me these checks. Yeah. It's
0: just a weird thing. As feeling. soon as I suck out and see someone <laughs> else get a huge job, I'm never working again in my life, right? Right. My my incentive is removed yes. entirely.
1: Yeah. So but the reason I wouldn't do it is i i always had in the back of my mind the possibility that i would exit and you know go to gotcha. law school or something like that and i would not have been able to live with myself for um signing up to something like that mm-hmm. that's that long term and and knowing that there was a pr- a decent chance you that i was going to bail out yeah. on it which would which would feel t- terribly unfair um, to them now. Obviously, I could bail out and say, "Hey, by the way, I'm out on the thing," but even that seems wrong to me.
0: Well, if the agreement held, but for whatever job you ended up with, people would have been thrilled you were going to law school. Sure, yeah, the people would have loved it. Yeah,
1: but and I also, I also, frankly, I wouldn't mind if if five of us got together and I had, I had like you know gotten lucky and I'm like Jason Sudeikis or one of our other friends that you know made a bunch of money in movies. I wouldn't mind like piping some of that money to all my artistic right? friends. But if I'm like the one who's like, I gotta go, kind of eat it Work. by doing law school <laughs> right. and being a young associate for all those years, like I'm not, I'm not dying to be like, <clears throat> here you go, guys, right. you you got to continue to to do this and uh, here's uh, your piece of my pie. I, I went through like six years of it being pretty rough for a while, uh, in order to get uh, back to where um, you know I was really enjoying it. So anyway, I, anyway, uh, fantastic, fantastic question. I do think like it's, and it, it's no it's not because of that. That was some like amazing time of creativity. I talk about this movie a fair amount, even though it's not a great movie. And it's also Woody Allen, who I'd prefer not Mm -hmm. to talk much about, but I just, I know we've talked about this midnight in Paris movie is, it just speaks to me because of the concept of like everyone always thinking that some other time earlier was the golden age and so forth. And so, you know, I think of those times 99 to two or whatever. and, We had a lot of great people and, you know, I have these great memories of it. It's like this great time and, you know, fun, fun for my life. But um, I I also think like, you you know, (laughs) to come in and, and, and apply like this scientific, like reinsurance, like thing on top of it also just doesn't feel at all (laughs) like how that felt, you know, back then it was like, that was more like, Hey, can we all figure Mm -hmm. out a way to like. Uh, find some kegs in the street All right. that we can return to get like a few more dollars, so we can host another party.
0: I think I don't know who said it first. You know, it was Dave or Noah or one of our other friends. But like <coughs> they've uh, they said in the past, like, oh, you got into improv because it was a guaranteed dead end. That's right. what you liked about it. There, no. you couldn't be a success, so you
1: never had to worry about it. Yeah, I had some like major misinformation too that uh, that that helped along the way, <laughs> where I was like. My dad was like, "What do you What do you get paid if you're on like the main stage?" And I was like, "I don't know, hundred thousand dollars." <laughs> so he's like, "All right, well, I guess if you do that, that's good." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Turns out that's that's not. It was like four
0: hundred and fifty dollars a week or something like yeah, that, was, and you was, had to pay your equity
1: dues out of it. Yeah, it wasn't a hundred grand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got one more for
1: me, Rush, before we go back to the oh, yeah. top. I do, I do. Okay, uh, TJ. Here's the situation. This is also a reader, sorry, listener. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna say laughs> you gotta time. leave it yeah. yeah you gotta leave that in uh <laughs> this is a listener submitted from our friend bill arnett billy and it goes to uh it goes to collage i had a couple others but we we've, we've hit some of these similar themes so i'm going to go to to bill's that i just kind of saved as a possible collage one i'll say it every and, time i love me some billy arnett yeah he's the best so he, he has a, a pretty straightforward one but i liked it okay he says you're hired by general mills to fix check mi- check mix <laughs> okay what's the first thing out What's the first thing you had? Simple question. And I think it, I thought it was like a collage of these stuff. Here's what's in check yep. checks mix corn checks, wheat checks, round pretzels, square pretzels, rye chips, and the squiggle breadstick. Okay. That's what you got in there. So what's what's the first thing that's coming out? What's the first thing that's going in?
0: Uh
1: either one of the two pretzels. Okay. You don't need two pretzels.
0: It's it's intensely redundant. It's absurd. It's absurd. All right.
1: So you got the pretzels coming out. Yeah. One of the two pretzels. Doesn't matter which. Yeah. And what's going in?
0: Cheese-layered corn nuts.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Because I, I think I'm okay. I think I have coverage on the corn nut here because you're used to this shit being crunchy as all get out. Yes. So, I think we're okay with having a another severely crunchy element in there, but it feels like a sort of a size dimension different, different kind of thing that might just pep up a little a little check mix, but that's so, what, that's what I'm bringing
1: in. So, what's really interesting about your answer, and this will be one of the shortest situations ever, but I like it. Um is it's exactly the midpoint between Bill's answer and mine. Really? Exactly the midpoint. Because Bill said take out one of the pretzels. <laughs> yeah. And put in peanuts.
0: Okay. I said, I feel like I've seen peanuts. Maybe those have been in homemade Chex yeah, mixes probably, or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I said, take out one of the pretzels <laughs> and put in like some version of the Cheez It cracker. Okay. Yeah. So okay. probably, I don't know if Cheez Its is in the Chex family. It probably isn't. <laughs> But get something like that. You can obviously make your own. So I, because I want something a little cheesy mixed in there. And you're like, boom! I got them. Both. I got guys. I got them both.
0: Sit and, back, relax. I got it. And the corn nut. You've come to the right man. Yes. <laughs> I've Venn diagrammed your guys' answers. If there. you're doing fake family feud, <laughs> if you're doing family
1: feud fraud, and you're like top one hundred answers on the board, what to remove from check mi- checks mix. <laughs> How many people are saying pretzels? Like eight. It's over eight, 80, eight, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's got to be. It's one of those ones. You know at the end of Family Feud the first when day, they need to hurry it up? Right. So they'll yeah. be like, top three answers, three answers on, on the, the board. board. You know. Um, <laughs> an animal you might have as a pet in your house. <laughs> right, yeah. Who <Or> are like... Uh, <laughs> The most important day for a man and a woman uh, who are dating. Most popular Osmonds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, name a state bigger than Texas. And boom, Alaska, 93. Like,
0: yeah. Well, it's like 50, 50 uh two answers on the board. 51 said the round pretzel. <laughs> yeah. 49 said the other pretzel.
1: <laughs> it really has got to be, right? It's got to be. You don't need two pretzels.
0: All right. Here's here's it'll be another quick one. We'll go out. We'll go out in this episode with two quickies. Rush, and this one goes back to the top. Um, so a, a, uh, I don't know how long ago I hit you with a with a situation. So here's that situation basically again. Okay. Um, you were frozen in time and then thawed out like four centuries from now. And because you were from this time, you became that society's expert on popular culture of the time. Yes. So these guys uh find a find a a manual that says the songs of 1991 oh god uh but it's been it's been damaged it, there's some burn marks there's some water water damage on it yeah. our and, tongue
1: baby came out uh, mm-hmm. uh, that year my yes,
0: yeah and i didn't include any u2 on here cuz i thought you might actually know know the lyrics so yeah. uh So uh, they present you with these uh, uh, these documents, uh, and you are the expert at this time. Need to keep your position, so you have to give them with certainty the next lyric from these these songs from
1: nineteen ninety one. I got to stop over. Apologies if we've done this before. Have (laughs) I told you my two superpowers that I have? They're both negative. No, so oh, man, one I, is I cannot sleep on planes. Okay, In, incapable of sleep is it is a superpower. I <laughs> you cannot, super you have super
0: weaknesses, super weaknesses.
1: <laughs> cannot go to sleep on planes. Doesn't matter the situation.
0: Oh. oh yeah, and you don't know any lyrics,
1: and I don't know any lyrics. I think any you said songs. your
0: favorite song ever might have been U two's uh, one, and yes. you that you may have listened to five hundred times, and you you wouldn't be able to give me the lyrics.
1: Certainly that. couldn't give you all Great. of them. No chance. <laughs>
0: So this plays right into one of your super weaknesses. Yes. Okay. Which I was kind of banking
1: on. Yeah, banking on Because there'd be no no fun in you getting this correct. There's no chance... There's no chance I know any of these.
0: If you had known the entire script of Madagascar, how unfun would that have been with me presenting you with, you yeah. know.
1: Uh, oh, I did and I had to pretend.
0: Yes. But in, the, in this culture, you do know <laughs> these answers absolutely oh, yeah. perfectly. Your first one is um, from um, Jesus Jones's Right Here, Right Now. Sure. And uh, they present you with these lyrics, and then, um, and then there's some damaged parts. Right here, right now. There is no other place I'd want to be. Right here,
1: right now. And then fill in the rest. In front of my friends, my friends, and their families. Perfect. And that's what it was. I never, I'll never, i never forget. Yeah. But what was so interesting about that was the superfluous <laughs> second my friends. Yeah. Because they said, right here, right now, there's no yeah. place I'd rather be. Right here, right now, but, in front of my friends, my, <laughs> my friends, friend. and their families.
0: Well, it sounds like they're, at that point you realize they're talking to their friends in front of my friends my friends yeah. and families no one
1: no one was sure cuz there were a lot of interpretations there was that was probably the most popular there was also the one that said that I was right here right now and talking to my friends my friends and their families and that they were saying that it was Friends of your friends. Okay. But that gotcha. that was the second mind didn't make a lot of sense there. But well, anyway. It oddly a, enough
0: that you've already tapped into redundancy because there's this next song uh, has some in it. It's R.E.M.'s Shiny Happy People.
1: Oh, I might actually know.
0: Uh, meet me in the crowd, people, people. Throw your love around. Love me, love me. Blank.
1: Meet me in the crowd, people, people. Throw, Throw your-, your love around. Love me, love me. Okay. And then we ran out. Oh, yeah. Burn oh, mark there. Uh, mm. No, I remember. So it was Meet... meet wait, one more time, Meet Me in the meet Crowd. Meet Me in the
0: Crowd. People, people. Yeah. Throw your love around. Love me, love me.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's watch Mork and Mindy. Nanu, Nanu. That was that one. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. We'll
0: have to ask you to clarify that from your time at another point because uh, the, the reference is lost on... Oh, that's too on bad the, yeah, yeah, on but, these people. R.E.M.
1: Yeah. Huge... Pam Dauber fans didn't <laughs> care for Robin Williams, no, but like uh, they were big, they were big fans of the Dobbs.
0: Um, how uh, ABC, which you know, yeah. of course, another bad creation. Um, oh, yeah, not the network, no. another bad creation did a song, I we uh, Michael Jackson's Aisha. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. in 91. And so, um, the next we need uh, the next lyric that happens after at the playground, you know, that's where I saw this cutie. This girl was swinging and she looked so fly
1: uh I, I zipped down my uh velvet tracksuit, pulled out the medallion Winked my eye.
0: Oh, oh nice! Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, another bad creation. ABC. There was it was a group entirely made of children. Oh, it <laughs> was. Were, yeah. that's why they that's why they kicked their stuff at the playground. Uh, uh, it was Because my right. mom said, "Be home by dessert."
1: Is that true? That was an actual lyric from ABC. I, I don't
0: remember them. And here's the last one. This is alive from Pearl Jam.
1: Oh, I well, I'm probably get these. You thing.
0: might. You yeah, might. Um, um So uh, the the lyrics they do have is while she I've walks. Been
1: to probably eight. Pearl Jam concert. Honest to
0: god? Yeah, and won't be able to For real. Yeah. Okay. Love Pearl Jam.
1: <laughs> won't be able to get the lyric.
0: While she walks slowly across a young man's room, she said, "I'm ready for you. I can't remember anything to this very day."
1: Uh Uh and then it was like Jeremy spoken <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Jeremy spoken Jeremy spoken, Jeremy spoken, Jeremy spoken, Jeremy Spoken, Jeremy Spoken, Jeremy Spoken, Jeremy Spoken yesterday, yesterday, Okay. Like that. great, okay, that's, that's how I recall it, going
0: yeah, Jeremy down. Spoken, yes, without, yeah. without a doubt, I hope they
1: didn't find the rest of that album,
0: oh, uh, no, All right, no, just, <laughs> the rest of 10 was yeah. destroyed, <laughs> the rest of 10,
1: again, wow. Alive, I would say I've heard Alive, 800 times,
0: yeah, I think, and it's tough. Like I've done this before, where like you play games with lyrics and without the yeah. tune. It was that—that's where like, well, she walks through across a young man's room. She says, "I'm ready yeah. for you." Yeah, I can't remember anything to this very day. And I think I don't know what exact the words are exactly. It goes, "So love, love, <laughs> oh, you know where now? I can't see." <laughs>
1: Man, I, don't know.
0: Uh, I didn't think I didn't think I'd get to. I won't. I, I, I've never in my life sing, sung karaoke and will never. But I really? just decided to regale people with my with I'm surprised my. Surprised you've Better. never uh, done. Oh, that's like a that's a terrifying third rail for you. I'd rather I'd rail. rather go up there and yank my yank my pants down and j- dance around with like, my dongle out without <laughs> a doubt. Then
1: going up and singing,
0: yeah. any karaoke. Well, you'd rather have worked like <clears throat> when I gave you that situation in a bar where you had to go up and. Uh, karaoke roulette every third song yeah. for those hours. I'm guessing that might have been last on your list. I would have oh, rather right. been in the bathroom, to get, uh,
1: offering low fives to people. Yeah, I'm not i uh, I'm not a good singer, mm-hmm. uh, Same. and also don't know any lyrics to any songs. But <laughs> well, they I, saw that by putting them on a screen for you. If that's your worry. Yeah, but I, I, I I'll still screw up like the melodies and so uh, forth, phrasing. Yeah, uh, but I, I didn't. Um, I what I don't hate is. Like you go to karaoke and it's just like, it's not one person mm-hmm. doing it. It's your group. Yeah. So you're sitting at a table and everybody's like singing the song or I don't mind. It's like going, the pando of karaoke.
0: Yeah. yeah you, pando of karaoke. you distribute your risk amongst your entire singing group.
1: Yeah. And then the other thing is I love going to karaoke. If, if the following things are all true. One, I have some talented people in my group. Yep. Two, uh, I can get alcohol and three. No one is going to ever put any pressure on me to sing. I agree. And if those three things are all true, yep, it's great. Like I, I had I had a fun speaking of like work and work friends and everything. Like we we were in this case in Houston for a long time, and uh, and uh, I, I I I became kind of friends with a few people from that case because we went to this like karaoke bar, and first of all, our local council was like. I think he had done like some musical theater and I mean, he could just kill it. He was great. So he'd get up there and like knock it out of the out of the park. But, but one of my coworkers, he like, he has like about a six song karaoke okay. repertoire and he's solid on all of it, but it's all like Bruce Springsteen and, and similar stuff to that. And he, he would get up on stage and and start singing and then start walking out onto the tables. And they were like, Don't do that. And he'd be like, I'm sorry. And he would like go back. And then start going again. And then you could not. Couldn't stop have him it was just part of his routine, it. man. So so then they kick him out of the bar. And he like sneaks back in the back. And instead of just like being happy that they've like kind of cast uh <laughs> right. you know whatever, you know blind, uh, blind eye blind to his eyes presence to his presence. He gets back up nah. there he gets back up there and then we all had to leave. And he walks it around, yeah, he, he, walks can't it around. he just couldn't <laughs> stop he couldn't stop doing it. And yeah. it was it was uh, wonderful to behold. So I've uh, had some good times in Gary.
0: Well we hope you guys haven't minded us on the on the mic today. Um We'd like to hand out some thanks to Nate Fort, uh, who produces. Julie Nichols did the music. Emily Cardamus did the art. We are at Here's the Situation Podcast at Gmail, and uh, if you have not uh, before and you wouldn't mind, you can go ahead and uh, uh, rate or re- review us if if you like. I think there are some some incentives out there. Rush is going to try and lose thirty pounds in a week if we get two thousand five stars or something. I forget what the exact numbers is that right? are, but yeah, yeah. some. Some of those numbers are, are, are roughly correct. I know you can correct. do a
1: GoFundMe, and if you get a million dollars, I'll drop 14 pounds in a week. Or no, $100,000, I'll drop 14 pounds in a week. Yeah. No, 000, a week. yeah. Uh, my friend Dave Phillips, uh, by the way, texted me after that one and was like, you could lose 14 pounds in a day. And I was like... Cut off I'm, an arm? I don't know about that. But he <laughs> was like... He, he was highly. Confident, you have to drink please? Highly confident <laughs> that the 14 pounds would be no problem. So, anyway. and it's
0: going to involve it's going to involve cutting off a uh, cutting off an extremity. No, that's that's so. what, Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, folks. Thank uh, hope to talk to you next week.